Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Let's Talk TV Live. I am your host, Barbara Barnett, Executive Editor of Blog Critics Magazine, where I also serve as the TV and Film Editor. And I am so happy to be home. (sighs) And to my regular internet connection, which is hopefully better than it was at Comic-Con, I realized that Friday night's broadcast, everyone was like, it's breaking up. It was really um, unfortunate, uh, but that was the best I could do, so I apologize. We'll kind of talk about some of the same stuff we talked about the other night, because we've got Chrissy. Hi, Chrissy. Hi. How are you doing? Back from your long trip. (laughs) Oh, gosh, my long trip. I just blew home. I just got home, and my arms are so tired. Just kidding. Um, I just got back in town three hours ago. So oh my God! I know. And then I yeah, so I had some errands to run, and then I was like, okay, got to get back in time to do the show. So um, it is going to be back, though. It is really hot here in Chicago, so it's kind yeah, of sad. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the what's the difference in the weather between Chicago and LA? About thirty degrees. <laughs> oh Lord! Yeah, <laughs> it was about. <laughs> About 25 degrees. It was in the low 70s, like 70, 71 degrees in, in San Diego, um, right along Ocean, where yeah, I was. Down there. That's it was actually weather. fun this morning. I woke up. I was staying at the Hilton Bayfront, and, uh, which is right next to the convention center and, last night. And um, mm-hmm. so I woke up. They gave me a really nice room with a beautiful view of, of the bay and of the convention center. And last night... Uh, or this, rather this morning, behind the convention center is um, parked a uh, – was the was the Black Sails privateer, the big pirate oh. ship. So, oh, that's cool. um, yeah, so it was really cool. Um, and this morning it, it left. So I was kind of watching it kind of sail off, which Did was kind like of fun. It like hooked ship from once upon a time. <laughs> yeah, it was – Pretty cool. It was beautiful. That I mean, it's a real, it's a real tall ship. I mean, it looks like a clipper ship, or a pirate. So it doesn't cool. look like a clipper ship. It doesn't have enough sails for a clipper ship, but it looks right. like a pirate ship. And it was that like a real, awesome. honest to goodness, one of those tall ships. It was really one of those cool tall ships. So that was cool. But the Jolly Roger that was uh, for once upon a time um, mm-hmm. was inside the convention center and it was small and I actually took pictures. So when I get around to posting those, I'll probably post all my pictures for once upon a time on my blog, not on blog critics because I probably won't write an article with them. So I'll probably just post them as pictures because I've already posted. If you haven't read it yet, um, please be sure to go on either blog critic or let's talk com and, uh, read my article that I wrote about the Once Upon a Time press room because in that article I have oh you haven't done oh you haven't read it yet. Um No, I, have, I don't have my computer yet. <laughs> that's right. I have six videos. So I have video footage oh my God, of I, I embedded I embedded all the video I took. Um I only awesome. edited just a teeny tiny bit as as a on request from somebody. 
Um, yeah. Not one of the cast, but it was on request from somebody, and um, who wanted a part of it cut out at the beginning of some of them cut out. Um, okay. And uh, for reasons that will come known shortly, but I am not liberty to say. Um, oh and, man. Huh. But I want to tell people who are listening in uh, in the second half hour of the show. And I'm giving you this time because I want you to go grab your friends. Um, I will be playing a clip from my interview. It's not just mine, but but the other like four or five people that were at our table um, of Naveen Andrews, who was cast just last week to play Jafar on um, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. So I will be playing that. He's going to be so amazing. That he is. He is. He's so. So I want everyone to go and grab your friends because um, I'm going to play it. It's going to be an exclusive clip. No one has heard this clip but me. Um, so yeah, and and I decided to give my re- my listeners a treat because so many people listen to Saturday and a Friday night show. The Friday night Saturday show. Night, Saturday show. night show. It was Saturday night. Saturday show. night. Well, Friday. Saturday. Too, you said there were a lot too, but Friday. Well, Saturday Friday. was like. I didn't. I actually didn't show Friday because I couldn't get a, a Wi-Fi signal. Oh, that's right. Well, what day were we doing? Was it Saturday? I can't remember. Saturday. It was Saturday <laughs> night. It was. We we sandwiched the um, broadcast in between the left of the press calls, and that and watching the Wonderland pilot the first twenty minutes, and then seven o'clock was NBC's party. Oh, so that's right. Zach and I went to NBC's party. It was like the first Hollywood party I ever went to in my life. So tell us all about your that because I'm anxious to hear more about that. Okay, and you told so, me a little bit, but um, what what do you want to hear about about the party? The party, yeah. was fun. the party was fun. Everybody, it was at the Hard Rock, which is right across from the convention center, mm-hmm. and um, so we all, you know, we got in line and um, they put bands on our wrists. And it was actually kind of fun because people were like, oh, what are you here for? Oh, what is this? What is what's going on here? And and we were all sort of being, you know, um, it was it was really nice. So we went into the party. The party was like wall to wall people. I mean, it was just insane how many people were there. But it was an open bar, and they put out a yeah, they put out a food a food buffet that was mm-hmm. incredible. And then Zach Van Norman and I, from Once Upon a Fan Site, from the UK Once Upon a Fan Site, um, Zach and I, they did these really cool uh, party favors. So you could go and they would like, um, you would do like 20 seconds of, of just acting silly and they would yeah. record it and they made a little flip book. You know, remember those, so old cool. fashioned, remember those old fashioned little flip books? Yes, I love those flip books. Yeah, so cool. they made they made they made them for us, and we got all dressed up in in costumes, and they made the I little love flip books. So that was that fun. That is very cool. And I mean, it was really really hard to listen. There was a blogger that came by, and I, I haven't gone through my cards yet, so I can't remember her name. I'm sorry. Her husband, who's her <laughs> photographer, came by and gave a had bought uh, the the little um, the earplugs. Yeah, <laughs> which was yeah, because the earphones, earplugs, because um, it was so loud, it was really oh, hard to yeah. hear. So, but it was fun. I actually met Howard Stern's producer. He awesome. just sort of randomly started talking to me. That's cool. Yeah, and so he was like, "Oh, there are people I'd love to have on your show." And da da da. And then actually, um, yesterday morning at Starbucks, 
yesterday morning? Yes. Yesterday afternoon at Starbucks. Um, I met a guy who manages a whole bunch of TV stars, and awesome. including including Ron Perlman. Awesome. And Ming-Na. Those of oh you, oh, God. the zombies, the zombies is going to go crazy because Ming-Na was on, uh, well, of course she was, you know. She I was mean, on she, ER. That's what I She was on ER. From. And then she was also on Stargate Universe. She played Camille. Right. So, yeah, she did. Uh, oh my God. yeah. So he was like, oh, well, I could put you together with those guys because I represent them. And I'm like, okay, hey. we could do that. So that would be fun. Cool. So I, I made some really nice connections um, there. So, okay, so what do you want to know, Chrissy, about my my Okay, well I think you need to tell to tell your once upon a time story. My once upon a time story. The one about I it's absolutely I'm lo- I love the Robert Carlyle stuff. I mean, oh, you know me. Okay. I'm okay. I think so, I think we need to hear that. <laughs> okay, even if you heard it before and it was breaking up. Um so he's just phenomenal. I can't I mean, they're all incredible incredibly nice yeah but they're like a lot of you know they're young stars and they're like this is really cool fame stuff for them um you know josh was sweet josh dallas came to the table and he was like he looked at me and he said oh nice to see you again i was like i, you remember? I know i was like no because i'd have been I like oh it was God, lovely <laughs> well I, I my i took my picture with him last year and um so yeah, so he he was very he was lo- he was just so nice. He was so nice. And How um was he dressed was he dressed like it? Oh. Like because I well you remember when they did the um the panel um what at was Paley? it? Oh god at Paley? Yeah, Paley panel they her him and Jennifer they were dressed uh sort of like, you know, old old Hollywood. Was he dressed like that yeah. or was he more Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, love that. He was, wearing, he was wearing a beige suit, like a beige linen suit with narrow lapels. Oh, cute. And you'll see, I mean, if you go on the video, you'll see, when you go on the video, you'll see. And Jennifer, yeah. was, Jennifer was dressed in yellow, um, very Aww. bright yellow sundress. And she looked stunning, just stunning. I bet. Um, and uh, let's see. And Lana was wearing yes. a very skin-tight uh, leather thing Ooh, it was very she was loud doing the whole evil queen uh yeah, it was like so it was really it was definitely you know yeah, leather showed off her shoulders um yeah it was cut out that way um but she yeah. was just stunning it was really funny she was like i'm gonna take off my shoes because this is really impossible she says jennifer has the bright idea she wore flats <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, whenever you're doing stuff like that, you just have to. I mean, she has to. I mean, and now I think she learned her lesson probably, unfortunately. (laughs) She'll be wearing flats at every other event probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lana was just so fun. She's hysterical. She has such a great, raucous sense of humor. I love that. I I just love her. She's great. And then I'm going to talk about everybody else first. (laughs) Uh, I know, I know. It's like, oh, my gosh. Well, okay, so tell me, so tell everyone, I mean, you told me that, how how is Robert Carlyle dressed? Because okay. he's always in a suit on the show, or he's in his yeah. rumple outfit. So, so on the show, uh, when he came to us, and he, he very, if, uh, if you ever see him in panels and stuff, he always mm-hmm. dresses extremely bohemian. I mean, this yeah. is a bohemian guy, um, which is good. Me too, I'm a bohemian now girl. Child. He's a, bit, he's a 70s. 70s, no, 70s, he's not 70s. 60s. He's, he's, he's 70s, like, he's, probably. Yeah. He's a 70s flower child like me. 
Um, you know, mm-hmm. so we're of the same era. I'm a couple years older than he is, but not much. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so he's kind of a seventies flower child. Uh, no question. Um, in some ways, I mean, I can't, I have no idea. I don't know him, so I couldn't tell you, but he dresses that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he's wearing jeans that are faded at the knees and, um, a, a white, I loved his shirt though. He was wearing, it was white. He was wearing a white shirt, but it wasn't a dress shirt specifically. It had this really cool pattern on it that was sort of like, it was either embroidered or embossed on it. It was a really neat shirt, but where it worn out, he was wearing it out untucked. I don't ever mm-hmm. think I see him really I love wearing it. Yeah, I, like I mean, I, I always did. I mean, I loved it on house because he would t-shirt and he'd wear his untucked yeah. dress shirt and I kind of dig that I that that kind of look um but he was wearing this really nice white shirt um you know carrying his cell phone um <laughs> and, was he taking, let me ask you this did he take pictures or like was he like I'm talking about like was he trying to take pictures and tweet them out as he was going or did oh, any of them were any of them doing no, that? No. No. Maybe no, later no. they were, but who knows? No, okay, no, 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 no. I it was it was like I think it was strictly business. Um yeah. for them. I mean I you know, they had their phones. I mean they all have their phones. Um yeah. You know, carrying their phone. He had oh, his sunglasses. He has real. I love his sunglasses. I was going to ask him where he got them because I really, really like them. Um, but I didn't get a chance to do that. Uh. <laughs> I really liked his sunglasses. Um, what kind were they? Like were they like the old style? They were like they or? were like no, they were light tortoiseshell. They look. Oh. They were they were um they were old fashioned looking glass. They looked like Ray Bans, but they were little. Like they were, oh. they were little. They like were the like smaller, the smaller lenses. Then they were even smaller than that. So really interesting. Yeah, they were kind of cool. I really, I kind of like they. They, they reminded me of something John Lennon would wear, but they weren't. They weren't wire rims. I mean, they were tortoise. Oh. I really liked his sunglasses. We're doing this sort of red carpet thing, aren't we? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Um, we're doing the shallow, like, the shallow the thing here, the shallow thing. Um, uh, okay. So, so anyway, so, right, so then, came. Okay, so he came to our table, and uh, you'll you can you can listen to the interview um, when you have your computer back, but everybody else can listen now. He, he answered. He, you know what I love? He was very playful at the beginning. Um, yeah. He was, he was extremely playful and cute and funny, and he was fussing around with a, a pen and, and the, my pen, and uh, you know, and it was um, so. But then he, but then he got down to business, and um, you know, at, answered. I asked the first question. The one of the nice things about this this table I was at was I was I probably knew the most about the show, so the other writers yeah. deferred to me. The other entertainment. That's so writers. funny though that they didn't. Who doesn't watch Once Upon a Time? It's so <laughs> good. I can't imagine not watching it. I mean, but anyway, go ahead. So they let me. I had the first question for all the uh, interviews, and we only had like five minutes, six minutes with them. So if right. you ask a good question, they really kind of talk for a couple minutes. Um, and then you're like, do you have room for another question? I mean, you just have yeah. to kind of keep going until they stop you, pretty much. I mean, yeah, which otherwise, I did. Um, yeah. But so, so he he answered my my question, and I said, I asked the question. I said, um, so would would gold have really killed Henry? Yeah. At the beginning of it. 
And he went into a very long answer about, you know, he, he said without a doubt, he would have killed him. He, he yeah. In his mind, there is no doubt he would have gone through with it. He says that, that Gold's problem is Belle. And at that point, what he said was that Belle at that point was Lacey. Right. And closer he is to Belle, the closer Belle is to him, the better he is as a person. The farther right. away from him that she is, the worse it is for everybody. See, and that's very telling, I think. Because right. and then, and then guys, he said, everyone knows that, yeah, that, you know, right. they're split up right now. And well, he tell said, about he, the wait, 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 let, 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 yeah. let, let me just finish. All right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> and, and he basically said that Belle was, his, was Gold's emotional center. And with her having been away, yeah, he turned her back in the middle of the episode, but by then he was, and the way he said it, and he had loved the way he talks with his hands. It's like, I'm yeah. Jewish, I talk with my hands. You're Italian, you talk with your hands. Yep, I talk I guess, with my hands. <laughs> I guess I guess Scottish people also talk with their hands. Um, he has that sexy accent, was, so. Yeah, um, that, that basically gold was like an out-of-control firecracker at that time. Yeah. And so I said, okay, so they're back, but now he's left her. So that's what I said. I followed it up, and I said, now he's left her to go on this kind of rather heroic mission. But now what? He says, well, that is the question, isn't it? And then (laughs) then he spoiled us a little bit. He says, well, I can tell you without giving away too much that they will be reunited in, like, in Neverland, but in an unusual in an unusual way. And but I he really needs her. Off. He really needs her. And and from both Carlisle and from the the show's producers, and yes. from Emily as well, they all three said that that what Gold is going to have to do to save Henry's life is really that we're going to see a completely different side of him, yet another side of this mm-hmm. already incredibly complex character. Right. So and he's so um, brilliant in the way that he acts. I mean, you yeah. see it all in his face. And right. like, well, tell that, him what, yeah, tell him what Andy, what um, Adam and well, Eddie were talking about with yeah, him too. So, yeah, again, in answer to my, I had asked a question, and he said, they said, yeah, well, you know, this is the thing when they had in in um, in Manhattan when they had him on a plane. You know, they put him on an airplane. And, um, yes, he was really nervous and, you know, it was a little scary for him because he'd never, he'd never been outside of Storybrooke. He'd never been on a plane. But on the other hand, there was a sense of wonder that was also right. about it, about him. And he said the only, they said, both of them said the only real, the only actor that could really pull something off like that really well would be Carlisle. And basically they said that, um, the good thing about him is they almost really don't have to write any dialogue for him because he just acts it with his whole rest of his body. I mean, you don't really, right. and, and then we take credit for it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but, you know, and then it got, got us into a little bit of a conversation about this nexus of magic and uh, magic and technology, magic and science. Right. Is Tamara and, is Tamara and Greg, you know that stuff is that like from I we were both griping about the like the nanotechnology and um what they said was well was that um nanotechnology or was it magic 
You know, they're, very they're interesting to me, actually, yeah. that angle. And they're going to explore that. That's going to actually become something they explore this year. Um, but this nexus between magic and science and technology and, and magic is actually a theme in my novel, so which is I found really interesting right. to talk to them about. So um so anyway, so getting back to, to Carlisle's time with us, our five our five minutes <laughs> together. Um it so he, he was he really, you know, he talked about a a lot of his, the the characters' motivations and, and that he's gonna go in a very dark place. That he is on essentially a suicide mission, and and this was what Adam and Eddie said was that yeah. he was basically going to fulfill the seer's prophecy at with every intention and, of sacrificing his life for Henry. Which, because of the fact that day is gone now, and he kind of missed that opportunity, and I think right. and then the other thing that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll maybe get into that, but about where Bay is, because everybody, right? You know, so where, where, so where is? Oh, so I just let me finish up with that, and I'll go to Bay. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. It's um, okay. So we finished. You know, we finished the interview. So then I had my fangirl moment, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is the best. Man. Totally fangirl moment. My husband is sitting right next to me here, so I can't be <laughs> What's too your fangirl. <laughs> He's probably like, oh, please. <laughs> Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's engrossed in his computer. He's not really listening to this broadcast. He doesn't get us, girls. That's all. He does not get us. It. Guys just don't get it. Oh, I'm Guys sorry. Just they don't do. Get it. I'm sorry, zombies. I'm zombies from the sea is in the queue. So I'm going to bring him on. Oh. I, he always okay. listens to the queue, and and I and I never have time to bring him on. Tonight I do. <laughs> um. So, but I, you know, I I asked him. I said, hey, you know could we take a picture together? And um, I said, I've seen all your movies. I've, I'm really a fan of not just this, but a fan of all your work. And he was like, oh, yeah, of course. So the, the handlers are like, okay, but it has to be like really short. And he just sort of like brushes them off. He's like, don't listen yeah. to them. Um, <laughs> and and it, was a, it was actually very nice. And then um, we took the picture together. He put his arm around me and blah. And then he actually extended his hand to me. And uh, and and you know said what a pleasure it was to meet me and thank you very much. It was very nice. That was that was, so that was cool. a really lovely moment. You know, it's like it's weird because in your head you're going, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. But you know you have to be outwardly calm, cool, and collected because you know it's like, oh my god, it's you know that he did that. But that is so cool. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, actually, it's funny because um, when we did the Once Upon a Time in Wonderland uh, chat, uh, not chat, yeah. but press press stuff um and I, after the panel they they were everyone was sort of milling about cuz um uh and and I and I asked uh Naveen I went to Naveen Andrews and I said hey you know my son is a huge fan of lost and I want to tease him a little bit and and would you mind taking a picture with me so I could text it to him and he was like oh yeah sure he says how old's your son and um I told him and he says oh, I have a son exactly the same age so we're like, you know, we were just schmoozing, and and I said, so you know, have you been to Vancouver yet? He said, no, no, I'm not going till next week. And I said, oh, you have to make sure you get to Vancouver Island. He says, oh, is it beautiful? I said, oh yeah, it's really, really beautiful. He said, I'll let you know how I like it. I'm like, really? Okay. So, so I mean, but um, I mean, it was, it was, he, and he was, he was, he was really sweet. Um, I don't know. It's a thing with European actors, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but I also, no, they're all just really down to earth. 
Yeah, I mean, down-to-earth actors. Also, Giancarlo Esposito, um, when I met him in the revolution. Oh, by the way, for anyone who does not know, um, I had a chance. I was in the revolution panel, and I'm going to write about that as well um, for all you revolution fans. Yeah, uh, that'll probably be by Wednesday. Tomorrow I'm going to do the Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, and Wednesday I'll do Revolution. Cool. Um, so that look for that coming up. Um, but I asked, I was in the panel, I said, hey, um, Giancarlo, can I ask you something that has nothing to do with Revolution? He was like, sure. Um, so I said, so I hear a rumor that you're going to be on Once Upon a Time. Again, this year, he says, yeah, I'm leaving this week, I mean, mm-hmm. next week, for um, Vancouver. And I said, so are we going to see Sydney let out of the asylum? He said, well, I'm not sure you're going to see him in that form exactly. So um, when you listen to the Revolution panel, you, you know, you, you got you Once Upon a Time fans, you have to, to listen, read my Revolution article because um, I will include my uh, my few minutes with um, Giancarlo and Billy Burke. Oh, Meeting Billy Burke, oh, was, Billy Burke was yummy, you said. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, him. He's definitely. Oh, my gosh. Um, He's a great actor. But, yeah. So, okay, so what else? Oh, my gosh. Who else said things? Okay, so let's um, talk about Bay because you were going to bring up Bay. Oh, we Bay. Okay. So I was, talking to Colin, yeah, I was talking to Colin O'Donohue and um, Michael Raymond James. Yummy. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And tell everybody um, that. Tell everybody what you thought about Colin. Oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> really I always have I have the opinion on Once Upon a Time that he is so like model pretty on Once yeah. Upon a Time that see I don't I don't and I'm just weird I guess I don't necessarily <laughs> love that look. Um, it's what and I thought I about. Thought he died. <laughs> He's, mm-hmm. so he's beady-eyed. He's, he's beady-eyed. CGI'd, you know. Oh, oh, he's CGI'd. Yeah, yeah he's I CGI'd because he's so perfect on you I know. know on the screen. He's just, I know. You know I know. I know. I um, know. But in real life, he's not as like model pretty, which is good. That's a good thing. I mean that as a compliment. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say the same so thing. I thought that was Henry. interesting. Yeah, I mean, I would say the same thing of Henry Cavill as uh, you know the Man of Steel. And he's just yeah, like yeah. so perfect, and I was like, no, no, no. But in the tutors, I really liked him. My husband's right. leaving. Like, God, I'm with this. <laughs> he's like, oh God. Good. Um, I'm out of this conversation. <laughs> he's just shaking his head. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um. Anyway, so oh, so Bay. Oh, anyway, so Bay. So so Bay um is on a beach, and that's all. You know, it's funny. To me, I mean, everybody thought he was back in the Enchanted Forest, right? On right, the beach, that's what there I mean. were, right? But everyone was really cagey about that. And when I said, "Oh, yeah." So you know, the big question, and 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 Michael Raymond James had the big question is, where is Bay? Right. I said, "Well, isn't he back in the Enchanted Forest?" He said, well, is he? Oh, my God. I hate when they're cagey <laughs> like that. It's like, oh, my God, just answer the question, please. You're going to leave us hanging now. <laughs> no, you know, it's funny because cause Adam and Eddie were sitting at the next table, and they were so funny. And I was like, well, can't you yeah. elaborate? 
And it's like, no, um, not with the boss sitting at the next table. <laughs> we we <laughs> like to know. Give it to me in a note. Can you just write a note and pass yeah, it? Text me. <laughs> you know, like in school. <laughs> Right, send me a note, text me. <laughs> so, um, but they they were really that they were both really cute, and it was funny because um, they were like, okay, so what what is uh you know what's up for Hook? And he says, oh, I'd like to see Hook go out on a date. And yeah, like, I okay, think that would well, be epic. But who would he go on a date with? Well, you know, and and <laughs> it was like, well, it could be Emma, and then Michael Raymond James says, hey, not Emma. And I said, well, he could he could go, you know, he could try to hit on Bell for revenge. But yes. And he's like, and I think that's a it could be interesting. Really, an idea. And you know, it's like, what do you do after three hundred years of revenge? I mean, he was kind of ta- you know considering that. What do you do yeah. after three hundred years of revenge? And um, so you know, he was saying, well, you know, he has a ship. He could become a fisherman. That's right. Um, there you go. <laughs> that, was, that was my kind of. Did I miss anybody on Once Upon a Time? Um, I don't. I know I jumped. You said you talked to Jennifer Goodwin, right? I did. That's right, I did. And you talked to Lana. You, you were talking oh, about her a little yes. bit. Yes. Right. So I talked to um, Jennifer Goodwin. Was I mean she? T- I, oh, I asked her um, what happens. You know, she really reached into her dark heart, right? She yeah killed um she killed yeah and um and and she was affected by that a little bit for an episode or two and then it seemed to go away yeah and she says that's actually gonna very much inform her going forward interesting and see i think that is yeah oh did you ask josh if we're gonna see more layers on charming for god's sake we need more layers on david because he's He's just, we, we need are. to see more depth. We uh, are? We are. Okay. I forgot yeah, that. we're going to see more. I mean, the whole thing on the ship, and we're going to be, for the first few episodes, mostly on the in ship Neverland, and in right? Neverland. And awesome. they're not going to be going, they're not going to be going, it's, they're going to be getting to Neverland right away. But we'll be okay. seeing, you know, we'll, we'll be really focusing on that storyline um, and Adam and Eddie said, really, their sort of favorite part, of, certainly of the premiere, is um, Rumpel's story because he really, he, in order for him to do the right thing, he has to become the dark one again. And and see, I think that's really interesting because see, he hasn't done that with Henry there. Right. Yet. Right. And that could be really. And so- I but think in order he's to be to say, to do it, almost like he's not going to want to do it in front of right. him. Because right now, and this is what I think it was Carlisle that said this was that you know he wants to save Henry, honor the memory of his son because he believes Bay is dead. Right. So he's in gold is a really really dark place anyway. So I keep talking going right. back to him, but but. One of the things, let's see, so Jennifer was talking about that, and, and we talked about the Thanksgiving, you know, one big happy family. It's like, well, you guys yes. are one big happy family. Now you can have your Thanksgiving dinner, <laughs> your strange Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. She's like, oh, yeah. Um, but it, it, it it's explosive. It's going to be an explosive situation. You have six people on board, all of whom are leaders. Right. Not They're all by really- day. 
followers. So they're be... all alphas. They're all type A alpha people. Right. And what going to be, gonna be very interesting. You have the first thing that goes wrong. What's going to happen? Oh, that was an interesting that Josh said. So I said, you know, Hook is kind of the wild card here because nobody really knows his motivations. Right. And he says, yeah, that's a really interesting way to put it. But kind of everyone is a wild card for someone else. Hmm. That was kind of interesting. interesting. I like that. That's kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah, hmm. so everyone's going to have to go and, and listen to the recordings. Um, totally. And, yeah. Well, I'm interested to see uh, Hook and Emma because I, I actually, they do have chemistry. Of course, I think Jennifer Morrison is sort of a chem magnet. But I, but I really thought, I really do think that Hook and her, Emma, they have chemistry, and I love his all-sexual. He's always, like, dropping these little innuendos here and there. So it's going to be interesting to see. They're going to be on small quarters for a little bit and then have to be on the yeah. desert together. Is she going to trust him? I mean, she left him hanging with the giant, you know. Yeah, so I'm really curious. Yeah, I'm curious to see where the alliances are going to be forged. I mean, right now yeah. they're all trying to work together, but that's not going to last for very long. No, and where the alliances? I mean, you have, you know, you have, you have um, um, Emma and Snow and Charming. Obviously, yeah. that's together. Um, Regina is sort of her own person. I mean, she and she and uh, and and Gold could form a natural alliance. I don't think that would be very good for anybody. Oh, that was the yeah, other thing that, that Lana said to me. She says, she says, yeah, you know, that experiment last year with, um, with Regina being, trying to be good. She says, yeah, that, that's over. <laughs> uh, good. But, you know, I like her as being, I mean, I'm sorry. She is just such good at evil. I mean, she's just, She's so good at it, and and I get why she was conflicted. I mean, she wants to be, she wants Henry and blah blah blah, but she just, and the thing is, and we spoke about this earlier, was just the fact that, you know, Rumpel is inherently good. He he was, you know, he was uh, cursed, which means, you know, he he was all he was he is at the core. He's very good, but but not not Regina. I mean, Regina. She has it within herself to be bad. You know what I mean? She's got that evil right. rooted in her. But and she too, but she, it, but she too was like, created. You know, Rumpel oh, created it by Rumpel. Yeah. But it's but it's by Rumpel, not by Gold, not by. You know what I'm saying? So it's not it's, right, not by a curse. It's a little different, and right. I and I feel like he's kind of. I feel like redemption is more his journey throughout the yeah. throughout the whole, you know, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I think that his story arc, I think uh, people are going to say no to me, um, but I think because, you know, Emma's, I mean, Emma's story arc is also extremely important Yeah. because she's gone from where she was to, you know, wherever she'll be at the series end. Right. But the other thing is, too, is I think uh, Rumpel's arc, Rumpel Gold's arc is incredibly important um, and I think that where he was and where he will be, um, his story arc is also incredibly um, in- interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, um, oh, news about Jane Espenson, guys. 
Oh, yes. I talked to Jane on Sunday morning, and I'll be writing up my interview with her. But here's just a little tidbit. She is now full-time working for once. Awesome. She was a consulting producer doing a couple of scripts, and I asked her, you know, how many scripts are you going to do? She says, there's no set out. She says, I hope lots. Yeah. Um, Well, so do we. (laughs) And what she told me was um, she will do a show, fit that go to the other writer's room and write a story for that. So she's going to be bouncing back and forth between um, both shows, but redoing a huge amount of the writing. So, um, But look for my interview with her. I interviewed her and Brad Bell. I interviewed Jane separately, and then I interviewed Jane and Brad Bell. And, and both of them told me that when we get closer, or Jane told me when we get closer to season premiere time, she will come on the show. Awesome. Um, and, and about it, and then Brad will make an appearance uh, as well. And and you know that they were picked up by us by by uh, CW's uh, internet. You know, awesome. kind of speed, inter- oh, I was CW hoping speed. that was going to happen. Husband rocks. I mean, that show is it does. so good. It does. And, and Jane is so involved with um, Once Now. Brad is now the showrunner on Husbands. That and, is all. So it was fun. It was, it was fun talking with them Monday morning, as well. Um, and let's see what else. I'm going to bring in zombies. Let's see. Hang on a second. Hi, how are you, zombies? I'm fine. I'm fine. Hi. Welcome. I'm, I'm sorry if we didn't talk last Monday. I was in Paloma for a week. Ah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just got back from Comic-Con, as you probably know. Um, had a great time. There was no Stargate presence at all. Um, unfortunately, you know, the Jericho people are there. And the Jericho people are talking to the um, the producers of the show. And they're leaning on. I guess that CBS and Netflix are talking. Ooh, and there is great hope. Great hope yeah, great hope Ooh, to bring... Yeah, to bring Jericho back. Um, you know, I hope they bring Jericho back. You know, they really need to bring that so bad in the light of Evolution Launch and the Nuclear Missile that stuck those two cities. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they and do. I and I was the one who hated Revolution initially. Um, you know what? Revolution is going to rock next season. I, I speak I am, with Eric Kripke. Yeah, tell everybody about that. Cause, oh okay. God, I, I don't want to spoil too much. I don't want to spoil my article too much. But, right. Um, basically, one of the things Eric Kripke spent a lot of time talking about was he totally understood and agreed with the criticism that Revolution okay. had in season one. He realized and he says this was roller coaster of a year. He said... This was not like the first season on Supernatural where everything just clicked. Right. This was much more difficult. And they didn't realize that they had too little focus and too many storylines. And they really didn't know where it was going. And um, this season, this upcoming season, be focused in a Texas town, and they're actually filming in Texas which will be um, Rachel's hometown. Stephen Collins was just signed to play Rachel's Yay. father. Okay. Um, he's great. He's wonderful. Um, and he's going to be cranky and cantankerous and everything. 
and um the the play and and, and outside this small town we're actually going to see how and everyone's separated we're going to actually see how how this aftermath affects people you know with the with the power being on it's not going to be very long but the power is going to be on okay. and how do people who've never grown up with power know how to deal with that you know what does it mean for them um, the other thing is there will be a whole – it sounds like is developing an entire universe. Which is a lot great. of world thing. Yeah. There are um, tribal – they're almost like – everything is like tribal. There are chieftains and warlords. There's one really nasty warlord who, before the power went out, was the master at a boarding school. And right. once the lights went out, there was nowhere way to get anyone anywhere, and he was left with these 200 boys. Oh, and basically, for the last 15 years, he's kind of a badass, and for the last 15 years, he basically raped them Lord of the Flies still. Yeah. Oh, and, I mean, oh. that's that, that's pretty awesome. I, I think that there's a lot of interesting possibilities. And and he really said these you know, our heroes are the leaders of the future world. Whoever's left in this world. I have to agree. I was so, it was nice that they listened to criticism and they're trying to make it better than before. But the say, I only got better during the last three episodes. You know, yeah. When they actually had a sense they were going on with the tower, yeah. and they actually made something interesting by launching those nuclear missiles. Yeah, yeah. And right. one, of the, one of the things Eric said was. You know, he's always been very open to talking to people. He listens to the fans. He he has Twitter conversations with the fans, um, and he always answers. And and he's he seems like and and they brought in as a new executive producer, Rockney S. O'Bannon, who is legendary um, in the science fiction television world. Um, he did Farscape, but he's done a lot of yeah. other stuff because I never watched Farscape. <laughs> But I know him from other shows, and I'm and I'm trying to remember what they are. Um, I will by the time I write my article up. But it really does look like um, this is going to be um, a really, really good season for Revolution. I think it will find its footing. Um, I hope so. so. Well, you know, and I mean, I I I think that there, like you said, there's great potential in what they can do. They just need to mm-hmm. streamline the two main storylines and keep it at that and then integrate all the other characters in it. Yeah. It just, they were just kind of all over the place, and I felt like, oh, my God, like, it was a little schizoid. I felt like I was kind of like, okay, what's happening at this moment? It was just kind of a little crazy. I forgot to ask you, was anything about The Walking Dead? There, there was a ton there. I don't watch the show. You don't so watch The Walking Dead? I oh don't. I'm God. not. You know, the thing is, Barbara. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, so let me explain. By the way, people, um, just so you know, I know that we're going on 46 minutes left. Oh, my God. Uh, sorry, we're going almost on an hour. I did uh, block out a 90-minute show for tonight. So oh, good. Yeah. Uh, so I figured there would be lots to talk about. Um, and so... So let me explain my relationship with zombies. Not not you, zombies, <laughs> um, yeah. but zombies. I am not a big zombies fan. Um, I am not a horror movie fan, and I'm a science fiction fan. 
and I'm not really into the horror part. Now, I love Shaun of the Dead. I love Zombieland. I liked 28 Weeks Later because it was mostly science yeah. fiction um, and also had Robert Carlyle in it, but that, well, never mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and it had Danny Boyles and Premature on it, so that's always a good thing. Um, even though he didn't direct it, he was a producer, and he did 28 Days Later. Um, but I'm not a zombie girl. I, I watched I watched the first half season of Walking Dead, and I liked it, but I'm not – I just don't get the zombie thing. And um, wow. so that's me and zombies. Uh, so I did not – I did not go to the Walking Dead stuff. I was invited to the Walking Dead stuff. I just – Oh, my goodness. You know, there's just you know a lot of the press there's stuff. There's so many. Yeah. The press stuff sort of crisscrosses all over the place, and I ended up I ended up having to pass at the last minute on Helix. Yeah. And, because, oh yeah. Tell them about the X Files stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, so this is what happened. So Wednesday, I think it was a Wednesday night. Wednesday night, Thursday. I can't remember anymore. I think it was Thursday. Um, Thursday I get an email from Fox and they said, Hey, you know, we've done the X Files, like the Ballroom twenty panel. Um, but we're doing another panel to introduce the um the the comic book series, season ten and beyond and, and it's a whole big thing. And could you come and uh, cover it? So I wrote back and I said, I you. you know, I have two other panels. I have black sales and I have um, Helix, and before I bail on those panels, I need to know that a I can get in, record, and get close enough to take pictures and get good recordings. So they said, yeah, 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 no problem. So I get to the the hall, and it was like a hall that holds about thousand people. And of course, in between panels, you don't have to leave. They they never really clear the room. So there right. are all these people sitting there, and we, there the were six of us, six journalists, and they had us kind of at the side, and we're going to let you guys in first, and you can go okay. and set up where, but you can't, you can't stand. So um, you, you can't stand, you can only uh, sit, or you can stand against the wall. So we went in, and every seat was filled, just about. I mean, there were seats way, wow. way in the back. And, you know, we're all sort of grousing about this because we all passed on other things to right. cover this. So they let us stand in the front but against the wall. So I, I did actually, I got some, some video footage. So I will um, I will uh, put that up um, on my blog, uh, probably do an article about it as well. Uh, it'll be on Blog Critics. And I'll put the video up. Probably only on my blog. I'll probably just write about it on Blog Critics. Um, so, so look look at both places. So there were questions and there was time. Dean Hagland uh, moderated, and I love Dean. If you want He's to, so um, Dean is fun. I I interviewed him in December. We were on the phone for about an hour and a half. I want to say That's we just so like. Cool. Talking, we're talking about uh, podcasting because it's a podcast. We're talking yeah. about comedy. Oh, we're talking about comedy, and I don't know how we got on the subject, but we were talking about um, 
Oh, my gosh. I'm having a senior moment. Um, oh, no. <laughs> zombies. Who played Adam Brody on uh, on, on Stargate Universe? Um, yeah. Oh, God. Oh my, oh, my gosh. Zombies. Do you know? Oh, my God. Remember? I see his head. I mean, I Can see somebody... Was he the guy who played Eli or Gunn? No, 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 no. The engineer. The engineer. The engineer oh, my guy. gosh. Um, Peter I don't remember Kalamis. him. I'm sorry. Peter, Peter, Peter Kalamis. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I remember. Thank you. Sorry, Peter. Um, Peter Kalamis. So, so we were talking about – and so he and Peter Kalamis, who's another Canadian comedian because Dean Hagelin started as a, as a stand-up comic. So, yes, oh, yeah, we know each other really well, and we were just kind of ch- – so we talked about everything under the sun. So anyway, mm-hmm. he moderated the panel, and on the panel was the editor-in-chief from IDW, which is the pub- comic book publisher. And Chris Carter was there, and the artist and writer were there, and Jillian Anderson was there. Um, Jillian looks great. Of course, she now has a role on Hannibal. She plays Hannibal Lecter's psychiatrist. The psychiatrist. She's also in that show, The Fall. I don't know if anybody's seen it because that's amazing. That has Jamie Dornan is the killer in that in that show, and. He yeah and oh my god it's good but anyway sorry go ahead she she's so like, so they anyway. they talked about this and and it looks like a really awesome series um they're gonna pick up yeah. right we're season ten uh, they're gonna pick up right at season ten and really it's okay. a series it's a season they're doing a season so that's but really it's a, but it's a comic right it's a comic book it's like a graphic a graphic yeah it's novel. a comic book. Yeah. yeah, so that's going to be very cool, so we'll be able to see yeah. I mean, that's really I find it interesting that comic books are being used as a medium to continue seasons. Yep. Uh, just a few weeks ago, here was announced that they would be continuing its season for comic book. And I find it very interesting that they're going to be exploiting the ability that heroes are now revealed with their powers. And hold on. And I find it interesting that they're not going to do the same format as the television series, they're not that deeper in the characters, you know? Like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I think there's huge potential for them to know the characters more, for fully realizing the potential, unlike yep. what they did for the television show. Well, there's a huge, there's, I mean, there's a whole comic book series for Buffy, um, written by Jane Espenson and um, Scott Alley, and I mean, it's huge. It's like my my son is addicted to that comic series. It's like nine seasons of it they've done. Um, but Jericho continued with a comic book series. Vikings premiered with a comic book. Which is um, very interesting. The whole idea, one of the things that was kind of interesting at Comic-Con was this idea of this omniverse. You know, you, you, you set up an omniverse. It's not just mm-hmm. a universe. You have a multimedia omniverse. And um, I think that's really, really fascinating um, that you have that going. I wouldn't be surprised to see you know, Once Upon a Time graphic novel. In fact, I think there is going to be a Once Upon a Time graphic novel. I mean, in Wonderland would be amazing as a graphic novel. Yeah. Now, now I got to ask a question at the X-Files panel. Um, So I I go up to the microphone, microphone, and and, and I had my recorder, which is just doing audio. It really wasn't close enough to do video. So I I, uh, was like, and, and so Chris Carter says, what on earth is that? That's like a really cool recording device. I have a really cool recording device. And I said, well, it's a, it's a super high-def 
um, video and audio recorders is, boy, a better way be the way you're waving that thing around. <laughs> but I said, no, 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 I'm just doing audio, not to worry. So I, I asked the question because now Amazon has forged uh, relationships with a number of studios that will allow fan fiction to be published with a profit split between the writer and the studio. So um, I asked Chris Carter because I said, you know, the X-Files fandom was, to me, probably the fandom that has the most intelligent novel length fan fiction I've ever seen. Um, I was enthralled by X-Files fan fiction. I, I, there were novels about Mulder before he was um, Spooky Mulder or how he became Spooky Mulder by being uh, sort of a, a Will Graham-type um, profiler. Um, but there's mm-hmm. all these wonderful things. And, and I asked him, I said, so, you know, what about you know, is that something that, that you're considering? And, and he says, that's all Fox. Um, and if there's a profit in it, Fox will do it. If they have to spend money for it, probably not. And that's another story, right? Yeah. So he says, you know, I mean, there are lawyers to get and all this other stuff. And he says, I kind of sort of doubt it, but who knows? Um so that was kind of interesting. That was my question. That was kind of fun to do. Um, so I am gonna go on to I'm gonna I'm gonna put you back in the green room zombies and I'm gonna I bring have a chance up... to talk about what I expected on Tomaton oh. yet. Yes. Can I please, please do that before ahead. you put mute me? Yes, yes, yes. So what I'm go expecting ahead. at Tomaton is Wolverine, you know, Hughes Jackman's performance of Edsman two. You know, Edsman Orton's he was the per- he was the person, he was the mysterious person who was nice on the inside, who wanted to drift, who wanted to be a hero. I find Fox is doing a good job of bringing Hugh Jackman in because he's one of the things that makes Wolverine, you know? He's villainous, but he's also tired at the same time. Yeah. I'm also expecting The Neighbors on Friday, you know? I really like that show, and it's sort of science comedy. It's, 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 it's sad for me that it's going to be on Fridays, but the move to Fridays is going to make me promote it even more, you know? Yeah, yeah, You know, definitely. that alien died, that alien woman, that those New Jersey girls. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And, and the final season really so promising that they're finally including Dr. Humor in there, that they're going to be risked, they're going to be taking more risks now than ever. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes will suck. I, I know yeah. they're going to take the same team, it's going to take yeah. the same people, but I didn't like Rise of the Planet of the Apes because it was stupid. And I expect the same thing with the whole government that's over-reversed. Some stupid incident happens. The apes fight. And I'm, going, I'm going to be reviewing Once Upon a Time now because you said so. I'm really going to be doing it this time for you, for Leo Laporte, for everybody. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. All right. I'm going to put um, you it on. It was nice talking to you, Barbara. Nice talking to you, too. Okay. So I am going to... Okay, this is your two-minute warning, everyone. I'm going to be queuing up my three minutes with Naveen in about a minute. So get your friends, come on in, and um, I'm going to play. I'm not going to play all of it. It's a three-minute clip. I'm not going to play all of it. So um, that should be fun. And um, his his role in the show was just literally announced like hours before. Um, 
So that's kind of cool. So are right, you ready, guys? Okay. I'm ready. Here, here. It, there's a little bit of silence before it actually starts. So okay. I didn't trim it. Didn't have time.
um, but is he a sort of in that mold kind of villain? And she's cagely, because Jane is always cagey about everything she says, um, said, you know, there is a, he's a very complicated, complex villain. As far as that goes, yes. So um, that, that I'm really looking forward to that. Um, And seeing, I I got to talk to all of the the lovely actors. um, And it's lovely to They all have wonderful English accents. Um, Wonderland looks really good. Um, I don't know if I don't know if they've made it public the tw- first twenty minutes of the episode. Um, if they have and not, I've seen the first twenty minutes, and I'm actually going to do a, a that part of my Wonderland piece will be touching on that first twenty minutes of the uh, of the of the pilot that's been shown. As far as I know, they haven't finished shooting the show, the episode yet. I'm sure that's what they're working on right now. Um, Jane and I sort of went back and forth because I thought we had the whole, I thought that I had watched the entire thing. And she said, I don't think they finished shooting it yet. And I said, but but I think they made it available to us. And, and, and I watched it. She said, are you sure? And we kind of went back and forth. And then I went back and looked. And yes, indeed, it was only 20 minutes. So um, I love the premise that there's this young woman um, she's not a child. I mean, she's a young woman who is captive in an asylum in Victorian England. And her keepers insist that she's crazy, and she insists that she's not, but she's willing to go along with them. And she lives also dually in this other world. And I really think that there's a lot of intriguing things to that. Now, one of the things that um, came up was this question, how do you sustain that beyond a year? Well, the answer to that is actually very simple. You don't. Um, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland is a closed-end show. Beginning, middle, end, all one season. Done. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year they do a Once Upon a Time in Oz or a Once Upon a Time in... Narnia? In where? Narnia. Narnia. Good. Um, They'd have to get uh, rights to do it. I think the rights would be expensive to do it. I mean, Peter Pan, you know, is is pretty public domain-ish. Yeah, well, I heard that the reason why they didn't do it the first year was because it took them that long to get the rights for that. Okay. Yeah, Jam buries the state. But I think it's easier to get those rights than they would be for Narnia because they are still mining that, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, much less so than Peter Pan. Um, so, I'm not Peter Pan. Alice in Wonderland. Sorry. And I'm getting my... not. And J.M. Barry <laughs> is Neverland. I'm getting so confused. Lewis Carroll through the looking glass. Um Yes, I'm getting my English children's authors completely confused. I apologize. Why didn't you guys stop me? <laughs> when I said J.M. Barry, it's like, that was, no, that was Peter Pan. Um, so anyway, um, so it looks like a really intriguing plot. Um, Michael Saka, it's pronounced Saka, S-O-C-H-A, um, plays the Knave of Hearts. He's going to be great. I saw him in the movie Summer. He was 
really quite good. He's been in Being Human. He's been in quite a few things um, abroad. And, and he, he basically said, yeah, the opportunity to work in uh, in American production was really, you know, quite a draw. Um, and he sees it as a really, really intriguing part. Um, all of the young actors, you know, seem like they're really quite good, well, very articulate, and it should be a really good show, I think. Um, I have not listened yeah. to my interviews from it yet, so I will have to do that. Um, I, I just ran out of time this afternoon. Like I said, I, I came here, I came home three hours before airtime and <laughs> didn't have a second to do anything but do a little bit of grocery shopping. So we had food in the house and um, to uh, to get set for the show and to, to peel the recording of Ian Andrews uh, recording off the video because I had to strip it off a of video. Um, so, guys, do you have any questions at Comic-Con for me? Well, I've been asking you all kinds of questions. Do you have Keep anything asking. you want to ask her? Uh, I, I have a question. Um, well, actually, I have a theory. Um, you know how they were talking about how uh, Rumpel and Belle will meet in Neverland in an unusual yeah. way. I think that maybe since we know that the uh, that uh, the Magic Mirror guy is going to come back, but they said that he's not going to be back in the conventional way. I think when Magic came back, he got reenchanted into the mirror again. And mm-hmm. and I'd like to think that since he's actually in Storybrooke there with magic, but he also belongs in the Enchanted Forest, that maybe his magic mirror can see into other lands. So I'd well, like to think that maybe he could sort of be like a cross-connector between the two of them. Yeah, I'm more thinking that, that he's going to be, we're going to see some flashbacks to the Enchanted Forest. And so some some of Regina's earlier life, I think that's where we'll see him. But you could be right. You could be right. I think that – I don't think that, that it's going to – first of all, he can't be that involved in the show because he's got revolution. I'm sure he's going to be in for short little clips um, because I'm sure his shooting schedule is – and they shoot revolution in, in Texas. So he's got to go Texas to Vancouver and back. But as far as Belle, actually, you know, a lot of people have been saying, well, what if she's Tinkerbell? And yeah, I actually and I like that concept. Yeah, I asked that question. Um, it, I actually asked it, I asked Jane. And it kind of drew a blank look. She said, well, that is one theory. But there are <laughs> several others that are equally plausible. Which, yeah, I mean, we were talking about this earlier, I mean, a little while ago, about the fact that, yeah, I mean, you know, there's going to be all different lands, and they're all going to be different. So, you know, that that kind of the theory of of life in general is that, okay, we all were, well, this is one, you know, one theory is that, yeah, we're all living at the same time, but in different dimensions of other selves of us. So, it would make sense that yeah, that everybody is going to play a part in diff- in the different realms. You know, they're already yeah. going to have. You know, and I like that aspect of it. And then, 
I mean, yeah, yeah. we were talking about Tinkerbell. I mean, that would make sense, but it's going to be. I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I, oh, I knew I, I wanted know. to say something. There was something else I wanted to talk about. So at the panel, which I did not go to because I was in the press rooms, they previewed or they premiered. And, and um, remember when I said, when Jane said on the show a couple months ago, when she was on a few months ago, that there was something special at Comic-Con they were going to be bringing out connected to the Blu-ray release of the DVD, or the Blu-ray oh, release yeah. of season two. So what was brought out was this incredibly funny Good morning, yeah, welcome story to Storybrooke, right? Welcome to Story. Yeah, Good Morning, Storybrooke. Did you see yeah, that? Did you see yeah, that, Meredith? Did you yeah, see that, both of you? Yeah, it's funny. Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah, I saw that. It was. Re- I thought that was hysterical. Now, Jane, Jane, I believe Jane wrote that. <laughs> if I am not mistaken, uh-huh. and we see Brad Bell have a cameo in there, as well. So um, that's great. If you have not seen it. Go find it on YouTube because it is so funny. It you, you must, you must, must, must see it. Um, yeah. I love Gold's advertisement about you. Know, if you don't buy my potions and curses, somebody else will. <laughs> right, right, and about the you know we have in my shop, we have all these things from your life. <laughs> So if you want things from your life, you can get them. And, and I think I can't imagine who would come here to shoot it, um, but probably did it, you know, overseas. Um, and that was really cool. Oh, the other thing, things. Um, speaking of voiceovers in Carlisle, um, I did a peek at Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Um, but we're in a and I was kind of sad because I slept all the way over to Nam Suite on Thursday. Um, and we had mimosas, which was lovely. Had a mimosa and, and um, some coffee. And, but there were, it was just a demo. And um, so it was kind of bad. But on Saturday, um, had I gone on Saturday, I would have been able to get this interview in, but uh, to. Um, but I didn't. I went on Thursday. So um, so that's kind of disappointing. I'm trying to think of other – oh, just general comments about Comic-Con. Wall-to-wall people. You can't really walk anywhere. For some reason, it seemed worse than last year. Um, It was just really hard to just go anywhere on that convention floor. It's really nice to organize. You have the studios, and then you have the book publishers, and you have the comic artists, and then you have the games. And it is kind of nice to organize that way. Um, but like something like the Once Upon a Time site, you know, the the, the place with Jolly Roger, where you could actually go in. But the line was so long that I just I just didn't have the patience to wait in line. So I never Aww. went through it. Never went through okay. it. I didn't have time. I didn't have time. I mean, it was not only patience. Sunday I did. So Sunday I actually went there um, and took it out, and they were closed at 3. And I just couldn't hang in line until 3 o'clock to do it. I just – I would not have gotten the article one time done yesterday had I done that. 
Um, so I had to kind of cut bait and just like, okay, fine, I'm not going to do that. Um, it was so much fun. There was so much going on. Um, some of my favorite things that I did, I interviewed uh, Wayne Knight, which I I actually didn't think would be on interview because he plays, I mean, Newman from Seinfeld and, um, of course, Nedry from Jurassic Park. But he actually turned out to be a great interview, and I'll be posting that sometime either this week or next week. Um, I, I have limited time because I'm going to blog her, which is the – International Female Bloggers Convention, which is here in Chicago. So I'm not going to have a lot of time um, after Wednesday to do anything. But um, I'm, if I can get that up, I have video of that. I interviewed Roseanne Barr. That's going to be really interesting. Well, that was actually my most disappointing interview, to be honest. Um, really? I just, Why? Yeah, she just, you know, she was kind of whiny and I mean, that's Roseanne, but she didn't really answer anything. She's like, well, I'm not the best person to ask about that. And I don't really know anything about that or I don't really have an opinion about that. And so, yeah, so I, I have to listen to the video again. Um, William Shatner was fun to listen to, to, to interview. Um, so that was cool. Does he really um, talk like how they always make fun of him? Yes, he totally yes, does. He does. He does talk like that. Um, and I will post that video interview as well. Um, I went to, on. I'm going backwards in time, I went to Thursday Summit Entertainment at the conference um, that was Ender's Game and Divergent. And uh, Ender's Game, of course, stars Patrick Stewart and I'm sorry, um, not Patrick Stewart, Ben Kingsley and Harrison Ford. And um, Which, Ben King, Ben Kingsley. Ford. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I just Harrison Ford is yummy. Yes, he is still, even at his age. Um, yeah. And it was it was really really interesting. Um, just I was sitting in like the second row, I think, and mm-hmm. um, I, I actually posted a clip or two of that. Oh, maybe I haven't yet. No, I have not. Um, I posted, I was sitting at an odd angle, and oh, I was having technology problems. Um, my SD, I had forgotten my 16 gig SD card at the hotel, and so I used my iPhone for Roseanne Barr, William Shatner, and um, ah. <laughs> Katie says, it's not just you, Roseanne, has rubbed the wrong way. Thank you, Katie. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, but I, I, it's not a good my, reputation to have, I have to say. No. Well, my iPhone got filled up with recordings, and I started recording on my camera. and um, But I didn't have a lot of space left. And so I... I just did little t- – and then I started recording on my iPad. I was really getting desperate. Um, so I have – I re- just recorded Harrison Ford answering like three or four questions, um, and I'm going to post those. But he was asked – one of the things he was asked was compare his role as Colonel Graff to Han Solo, which was, I thought, kind of a stupid question because the guy said – well, you know, you could almost see that Colonel Graff is Han Solo 25 years later. And it was like, no. (laughs) 
you know, <laughs> not to take anything away from Han, but, but. Um, this is a much more complex character and many more shades. And, you know, he, he actually gave quite a long answer about that. Harrison Ford always comes off as being very, very uh, shy about Yeah, him. that's how I always, He's very, like, quiet. Like, he's soft-spoken, in other words. He's, he's super soft-spoken. Um, yeah. And then, then he was asked, I mean, there's a, um, a whole um, thing going on with Orson Scott Card. Of course, his, <clears throat> his homophobic beliefs um, have prompted a lot of LGBT organizations to say, boycott the film. And so someone asked Harrison Ford if he regrets doing the movie, now knowing Orson Scott Card's political beliefs. And that was kind of a, and so Harrison said, that question for me? And I said, yeah, he says, yeah, thanks a lot, buddy. He didn't really want to get into it, but he did. He he gave quite an articulate answer, and I'm going to tease that you guys have to pay, you know, have to wait for it because I'm not going to go through his very, very, very long but very eloquent response to it. Um, but, so that was good. I'm trying to think back. Oh, and they had this wonder. Oh, people fed us this year. Last year they didn't feed us. No one fed us last year. Um, you, you go to all the press rooms. I think there was one press room and they had cookies um, and bottled water, but, but, you know, not really much. This year went to um press conference for uh, DC Comics, which uh, are having an auction um, going ongoing where you can win one of these incredible hand-painted Kias. Um, and I'm going to do something about that. I promise tomorrow I'm going to post it because it's, it's, it's still going on. It's a 10-day auction. And uh, so I want everybody to go that. But they had this really nice uh, lunch set up for us on Wednesday. So that was kind of nice. And then um, uh, the Summit Entertainment, the the Ender's Game and Divergent thing, they they had food for us too uh, on the next day. And then Vikings, I went to see the Vikings uh, press room. And they had not only uh, wine, they, they not only had cheese and chutney and fruit and stuff, they actually had beer and ale and wine. And it was and at ew. night. Yeah. Uh, of course. Uh, Vikings, by the way, is something that everybody should be seeing. Everybody should be watching Vikings. Uh, it's on the History Channel. Ten episodes. It's been renewed for second season. It looks phenomenal. Michael Hurst, who created the Tudors and who directed Elizabeth, the movie Elizabeth, created mm-hmm. the series. He had had rumbling around in his mind for a while to do a, a something about Alfred the Great, who is uh, the king of Britain, one part of Britain at that time. Uh, back in, I think it's, what, the ninth century or the 8th century. My history is a little foggy on that. Um, and when he was approached to do this series about uh, Norse civilization, he really grabbed at it and um, came up with this. And Catherine Winnick is in it. Um, she was, uh, if you remember the episode on House, um uh, one Room, One Day, One Room, One Day, One Day, One Room. Um, she was in that. Um, and uh, the, the cast is just phenomenal. But um, I had not heard of the show before uh, History Channel approached me and said, 
can you come to our uh, press room? And there was a dinner, which I didn't RCP to. Um, but it was a really, uh, really interesting. I, I actually wrote an article. It's on Blog Critics, but I didn't embed the videos. I'm going to reprint it on my personal blog, and I will embed the videos into that article um, there because I don't want to futz with uh, editing an article that's already been on Blog Critics um, to add them at this point. Uh, in the game. I just couldn't upload the videos. Uh, the Wi-Fi signal was just so horrible. That was my biggest complaint is like the Wi-Fi signal was horrible. I know. Why was it so horrible? I mean, they have because some media there. I'm surprised. They, well, but there were 150,000 people at Comic-Con. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everybody trying to use Wi-Fi. San Diego has right. free Wi-Fi, just like Seattle does. San Diego yeah. has free Wi-Fi. And you couldn't get a Wi-Fi signal. In fact, on Friday night, I'd gone over to the Hilton and I was sitting in front of Starbucks. Mm-hmm. It's sort of an outdoor cafe and a place that was wonderful called Sweet Things. And it's kind of a yogurt place. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, they had sugar-free, fat-free yogurt. And you could put oh, uh, Greek yogurt on it and fresh fruit. It was like so nice. Um, but they have a Wi-Fi signal as well. And I was sitting out there, and I was like, okay, I've got a signal, I've got a signal, I've got a signal. I don't have a signal and anymore. Co-op. And I was freaking out because because Blog Talk Radio had been tweeting out about yeah. my show all week. And they were like, oh, curious about what's going on at Comic-Con. Be sure to listen to, to Barbara Barnett's nightly report. And here it was Friday night. And the night before, they featured the show and I had thousands of people listen in. And here it was Friday night. I was like, oh, my goodness, I can't do this. Um, so that was kind of sad. And then Saturday night we had we broadcast again from my hotel room. And um, the signal was breaking up again. It just was really, really frustrating um, to do that. And I'd had the opportunity to go across to the Hard Rock and broadcast from someone's lounge and I just I just didn't have time Saturday night I went from three o'clock I was done with my panels I actually blew off the grim panel um because I was going to ask you about that yeah I I couldn't go I you know we finished with once upon a time in wonderland I knew I had to do the show we were done it was ran late so we didn't get done with that till two the grim panel was at three in between, I had an interview with John Ficarra, so I and I had to not do that either because I needed to get back to my hotel because it takes a while for those shuttles to get back to the hotels. Yeah, and get the show ready, and and we we walked back. We actually walked back to my hotel. Oh, and I wanted to see the Wonderland uh, pilot. So oh yeah. Um, so I went back to the hotel. Did all that, got ready for the show. The the party at um, at Hard Rock, the NBC party, was at seven. My show was went six to six forty five. I had no time, so I had to really pass on the Grim panel. I'm really sorry, Grim people. I'll be there. I promise. So I actually ended up passing on Grim um, Supernatural. I had to pass on because oh, I'm so of, bummed about that. <laughs> I know, but you know what? I, 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 you know, Jane Espenson or the press room for Supernatural. I really, really want to interview Misha Collins um, and the boys. 
So maybe I can get them to come on the show. I yeah, hope. that would be amazing. Um, but I oh missed, I missed, I missed that. I missed Helix. I missed Grim. I missed uh, Black Sails. So I missed all of those, um, all of those, uh, because I had conflicts. There's just so much going on. People would ask me, well, did you get to see any of the panels? And I was like, how? How? You right. can't do press rooms and panels. You can't do right. both. And That's the problem. And it's like, but it's better to be in the press room because then you get hopefully some one-on-one. Well, yeah, you you always get one-on-one time. You don't get very much. Right, but, but at least you get... You do get some... I mean, everybody... You know, everyone's really gracious in the in the press rooms, and so people will ask a question and then pass it to somebody else to ask a question. And um, it's, you know, so you get at least a couple questions in. It's not like you don't get to ask anything that you want. In the Once Upon a Time room, unusually, I was sitting at a table where nobody really knew the show. So... They were like, and I kept apologizing. I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. That No, 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 that's fine. You just keep asking questions. So, <laughs> well, you know, you just got to keep it going. That's cool that yeah. they kind of deferred to you. I mean, of course, I mean, if you, you know, you're you're a fan of the show, you know the show, so then that's, you know what I mean? It, it, it helps. Right. right. So. Right. Yeah, it helps. So anyways, so we are um, next Monday. We're going to go back to, we're going to start with the season premiere of Once Upon a Time, Broken. Um, Broken. And, yeah, so make sure that you watch Broken, and um, we will talk about that. We're going to go back on our regular just Monday night schedule um, through October. Um, I may bring in other things as we go along. I'm not sure. But we will for the most part, spend um, our hour, and I'm going to go back to hours, not hour and a half. Um, yeah. I wanted to give all that time for tonight because there was so much to talk about. Um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So, um, oh, I'm going to be appearing on a couple of podcasts myself. There are people Yay. that wanted. Okay, which ones? I don't, I don't know yet. I have to, like, I can't remember. I made a lot of contacts there. And there were at least two or three podcasts that wanted me to come on and talk about my book. That's so, awesome. um my my house book, which is called yeah. Chasing Zebras: The Unofficial Guide to House. Um I can't really tease too much, you know, on a podcast about my novel. Um it is the only thing I can say about Apothecary's Curse is that I am working on what will hopefully be the final draft. Um, my agent, oh my, my agent, my agent has the third draft and she's really liking it. And there's a couple of things I want to do with the fourth draft, which is deep in the relationship between my two main characters. And other than that, and fix a couple of what I think are plot holes. Um, mm-hmm. and, and what I think is a little bit of purple prose, but my, my, um, my agent says, oh, no, I like purple prose. Purple prose is just fine. <laughs> if it's too much, we can always take it out after the, you know, the book is sold. Um, but she said, yeah, she still thinks it's quite very much publishable. She says that my sense of period and yeah. time and place is, is she really, really likes a lot. So it very exciting. Say, I mean, you've, you've been sending me drafts and stuff. I, I'm, at, I'm very immersed into it. And, and you did a good. good job at, like, immersing us into the – because the, the, it takes place, 
you did know, so I long send ago you, and then did I send you, Chrissy, the complete manuscript like last week or something? That's the I complete ginormous one. That's the complete one. I haven't seen it. I haven't. No, I haven't like looked at it because my computer's. Okay. So that's <laughs> but I right, will. right. But that's that's the complete manuscript, and so okay. I would love to get your opinion. It's I've, I'm editing okay. it, but it's but that's the structure, and it goes back okay. and forth in time between 1837 to the period 1837 to 18. It goes 1837 and then 1842, but it also goes back and forth between 2013 and that those two time periods, as well as flashbacks to 1526, 1597, 1926, 1902. So there's a lot of different times in there that fit because they are, Galen, Galen Erseldun, who is my main character, is uh, is immortal. And uh, that's all I can tell you about it. It's very cool. It's good, very everybody. Cool. So far, so the good. Movie, the movie <laughs> casting, this is a movie for Mr. Carlisle to play, even though yeah. my even though Galen is a little younger than uh, than than uh, Robert is, um, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's I would. Okay. That's okay. It would change. work. We can make it, would it ab- work. <laughs> absolutely would work. Absolutely, because he 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 certainly does not look his age. So anyway. So I am going to sign off and thank you all for tuning in. Thank you everyone in the in the chat room. There's a bunch of people in the chat room tonight and thank you to Zombies from the Sea from Gateworld.net. Um check out his reviews on the Gateworld.net forum, which is the Stargate uh forum. Um and thank you to Meredith. I always you. enjoy your emails to me. Um I always get them. Even if I don't always respond because it's been a kind of a crazy time, but I always appreciate them. And to Chrissy, thank you, Chrissy. You're welcome. Always fun. I can't wait for you to get your computer back. (laughs) I know, me too. I'm like, you have no, you guys have no idea. I mean, like going through major withdrawals over here. I can believe it. I cannot go without a computer. I would just go out and buy a new computer. I just. I know. I I, I, I'm I'm almost. I mean, hopefully I'll have it tomorrow morning, or else yeah, I might have to do that. Well, good luck. <laughs> and thank um, you. Also, um, our our thoughts are with Jerome Wetzel TV, whose grandfather is quite ill. So our thoughts are Aww. with him. That's why Jerome isn't here tonight. Yeah. So I'm gonna sign off for tonight, and we'll see you next Monday. All Bye, right. Thanks, Barbara. Bye. 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 Take care.